Right. Let's fasten these shoelaces here. I'm sitting um, at the bottom of the staircase here at the rectory, putting on my walking shoes because I'd like to go for a walk in the woods. And uh, it's autumn, so there aren't lots of leaves on the ground. It's been raining last week, so I expect muddy conditions, which, of course, oops, is always a bit of a risk uh, when you go out. And it is, I'm recording this on a Sunday. I just came back from Mass. Uh, very long, festive Mass. This Sunday is uh, the last day of the liturgical year, so it's called uh, Sunday of Christ the King, and it happened to be also the year of the Jubilee, the 45th Jubilee year of um, the local youth choir, which is no longer a youth choir right now because most of the people are adults. Some even have, well, at least the director has grandchildren. <laughs> but uh, they wanted to, uh, to sing at that mass, make it extra festive. And then one of the choir members... Um, had uh, a baby in March, but that was in the middle of COVID. All right, close the door here. And so baptism had been postponed until today. And so it, because uh, she is such a, an active member of the parish community, she, uh, she wanted her child to be baptized, if possible, during Mass, which we did. And that was really fun to do. And I realized that it has been years since I baptized a child. When I started as a priest, I, uh, I was uh, put in a parish with lots and lots of baptisms. I would often have like four or five every week. Um, so I baptized hundreds of children during my first years as a priest. And then in my second parish also a bit. But that was a city where um, especially attendance among young families was very low. So there were very few baptisms. And in the final few years, um, I didn't have the time to prepare parents for baptism because the media work was, uh, was all encompassing and uh, uh, the other priests and deacons, permanent deacons in the parish, they were taking care of the few baptisms that were uh, done. But in this new parish, where I assist on Sundays, um, the situation is uh, is better, and uh, in the town where I was this morning, Veenendaal, they actually have quite a few families and young people that uh, still go to church. <clears throat> so it was wonderful to uh, uh, to be baptizing a child again, and it's always I mean it's such a joyous occasion, um, and uh, I, it's also a deeply spiritual uh, moment because. A child always remembers us of what God intends and intended and how he wants us to be. When Jesus says we have to become like children, he, he clearly says that that is the, the role model. A child is a role model in a sense not because of what it can do, but because of its dependence on others and its openness to the world. And that is something that... Um, is required of us as well if we want to follow Jesus. We have to um, let go of our own 
power and uh, our reliance on, on our own strength and start trusting God uh, that he will carry us just like a child trusts uh, his or her parents to help uh, the child grow up. And, and at the same time, the child also changes the parents, changes the adults. Um, a child has an incredible power, and it's not physical power, it's not political power, but it is the power to melt our hearts and to open our hearts. And it's uh, impossible, I think, to look at a newborn child and not feel that you have a responsibility to take care of, of this child and that our first calling is to be caregivers uh, and not rulers or uh, let alone destroyers. And I think that's a, an important message in, a, in our current situation where there is so much anxiety uh, caused by COVID and other uncertainties and people react like people often do when they feel powerless. They become aggressive, they start to point fingers and to blame others and uh, a lot of the aggression I think in ourselves and around us is a, is a sign of our vulnerability and our inability to control the world and to put an end to what, it, what we feel as a threat and I think Jesus in the gospel by saying hey I'm not a king like normal kings otherwise I would have an army Look at these guys. They're fishermen, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm not here to rule. I'm here to serve. He points us the way to, um, to peace, to inner peace. And that is that the, what you should do in a, <laughs> in a world that is in turmoil is to look for ways to serve, to help, to care, to love, to forgive. And, and it's that meekness, to use an old-fashioned word, word that, is, um, that is going to uh, improve the situation. It's going to help people, maybe not on a world scale, but definitely the people you care for will, uh, will benefit from that and will, their lives will be touched. And then, you know, it was a festive, it was a very long mass. <laughs> it was a... Uh, also, there were some speeches at the end uh, for the uh, choir, etc. So I think it took about like an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> I was exhausted. And, uh, and I was also a bit tense because it's, it had been so long since I had baptized a child. And, uh, and I'm still new in all these parish locations. Uh, I do notice that this, this costs a lot of energy. <laughs> So I just finished uh, uh, lunch across the road here. I'm on my way to the forest. Oh, it looks gorgeous. The sun is shining today. It's, uh, it's surprisingly, no, not, I wouldn't call it warm, but it's not cold. Tomorrow it's going to be a lot chillier. But uh, right now this is the perfect autumn day. And uh, the sun is, uh, is, is making the, the colors of the of the leaves even more vibrant it's beautiful i'm so lucky to <laughs> to live here in this environment it is every day i'm i'm so thankful that i ended up here uh so i fit it i i prepared some lunch i always have to force myself on sundays to take some time and eat healthy like this morning i just ran out of time 
because I was tired when I woke up. Uh, the past week was uh, very busy, lots of work, and uh, not enough sleep. So this morning I, I skipped breakfast, which in itself, of course, is not a problem. But then I have to make sure that I <laughs> that I don't start to binge eat for the rest of the day. And so I made myself a healthy tomato soup and uh, warmed up some bread in the oven, made an omelet. Uh, and, and, and it's these simple things that otherwise, I think in previous times, I would feel like that is a waste of my time. It's Sunday. Come on. I need to make the most out of this day. The week ahead of me is going to be so busy. Um, and then I would just... See, I would do my best to squeeze as much fun into a day as possible. And that has always been my dilemma. It's like, how do you... How do, you, how do you have the perfect Sunday? I still don't know the answer, but it is a question. It's like, how do you uh, benefit the most from this Sunday? And I was thinking, you know, actually the, the, the way to enjoy a Sunday is to, I think, go back to what the Sunday is meant to be. And that's a day of rest. It's a day of recovery, of not working, which is always a bit... Uh, <laughs> of a conundrum for a priest because, in a sense, most of the morning is uh, filled with work. Uh, but um, it's, it's, it's not about the quantity of things that you do or the amount of fun. It's just that you have some room for something else than, 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 than regular work. It's also, from a neurological point of view, as far as I understand, very beneficial to switch your mind to something else. But I also notice a struggle in myself. Like, I always have a huge list of things that I, that I want to do, that I feel I have to do. And those are constantly in competition. Um, and, and I also know that time, spare time, free time is so rare these days. <laughs> and the next possible... Uh, occasion that I can do other things and work is going to be next next week probably and who knows maybe that weekend will also be full uh, I just crossed the border uh, to the woods this is where the road ends and it's marked by a tree trunk blocking the way to cars and motorbikes and I see the first two dogs running around fooling around <laughs> in the distance uh, this is a, clearly a town of dog lovers because there are many of them. Uh, these, these dogs are having a lot of fun there. They don't seem aggressive at all. <laughs> and then, of course, it's always a good uh, occasion for the owners to, to chat and to meet one another. So, uh, just to, to give you an idea on, on what, what would I like to do on a day like this. <laughs> I think the dogs are fighting for dominance. Like the smaller dog is trying to convince the other dog that he's still superior <laughs> despite his size. <laughs> um, I, on a Sunday like this, I would love to uh, build Lego. I'd love to read an extensive amount of pages 
preferably The Wheel of Time because the new series has started on Amazon Prime and it's absolutely fantastic. It's so much better than, than I expected and I had high hopes. Three more dogs. <laughs> All sniffing each other's uh, <laughs> uh, tail. Let's put it that way. And uh, so uh, the, the reading is a, is a fun thing. I would love to uh, spend more time uh, playing video games. It's been so long since I sat down and played a, a game for a couple of hours. There were there were times in my life that I would just play uh, right after mass I would start playing Lord of the Rings online and I would do that for the entire Sunday until like 10 o'clock in the evening and it was another way to just immerse myself in a different world that is relatively stress-free the only thing you need to worry about is upgrading your armor and make sure you get through the troll caves unharmed (laughs) with lots of loot and I have fond memories of those days, and uh, I'm sure that they will come again. But right now, I was like, ah, but I can't, I can't play video games because there are so many other things that I need to do. I need to clean the kitchen. That's a very simple thing, but you know how much I like my kitchen to be a place of zen and cleanliness and uh, having washed everything and, and put everything in its right place. That's, that's just a, a very important thing for me. So, well, that needs to be done first and it's almost clean again. And then tomorrow, I'm going to have uh, another day of uh, renovation. We're finalizing the, <clears throat> the house right now. So we're at the stage where we put up the last lights. I spent another day at Ikea's. Hello. And... Uh, which is, by the way, in, in these times of COVID, IKEA is really not the place to be. It's so crowded. And people live as if COVID is a thing of the past, whereas in the Netherlands right now, we have the highest number of infections since the start of COVID. Not since the last wave, no, since the beginning. And it's insane because 80, more than 80%, I think 84% of the population has already been inoculated uh, or vaccinated, and despite that, the virus is so aggressive that it still uh, is able to transmit itself. And even though with vaccination you don't get, oftentimes you don't get that ill, but still you can you can still be sick. You can still uh, be a threat to other people who have, for many reasons, not been vaccinated or are not immune. <coughs> so. At Ikea, I was like, oh, I went there very early in the morning. I knew exactly what I needed because I'd made a list, shopping list. And despite that, uh, it's such a big place. And uh, towards the end, there were so many people surrounding me. Like, I need to get out of here. (laughs) And then you have to wait in line to uh, check out. And then lots of people are not keeping their distance. And (sighs) anyway... I got the last lights. Uh, unfortunately, I had another IKEA experience that was not very positive as well. Um, I ordered uh, two more uh, doors, like small blue doors for the kitchen. And uh, they were supposed to be delivered um, at my house uh, a few evenings ago. And apparently they, um, 
they they don't always offer free shipping. Most of the time, it's pretty expensive to have items be shipped to your home. But in this case, apparently, they offered free shipping for exactly those <clears throat> those kitchen elements. But they hired a company to do that that may not have been the best choice since I'd been staying up late. Uh, uh, there was a tracker page and I could tell that they would probably arrive at 10.30, which is normally when I'm already sleeping soundly for over an hour. And uh, yet uh, they didn't show up. And then uh, the day after I, I um, uh, discovered that they had sent the kitchen stuff back to Ikea and when I complained they told me to just go and talk to Ikea and figure it out with them so Ikea the Ikea people the help desk was not amused at all but I'm thinking you know what use reputable uh, companies instead of these maybe this was a cheap option but it is it's hurting your image it's hurting your brand this is um, this is not an experience I would like to repeat and now they had to resend the stuff to me, but it's only going to arrive on Tuesday. Whereas on Monday, I've got the people who were going to install the last things in the kitchen. So, oh well, little annoyances like that. <clears throat> but tomorrow, I know that. Well, that's going to be another busy day with lots of people in the house, so that puts even more pressure on the Sunday to to be a success. Three more dogs are walking my direction one is very curious a little black dog very very young and two other ones <laughs> wearing overcoats uh, these dogs have coats orange coats interesting <laughs> it's not that cold so i don't know what the point is <clears throat> but um anyway, maybe they're just extra protective of their dogs um going to turn to the left yes i don't think i've been in this part of the woods yet but every walk for me is a is a still a discovery feels like a discovery um so uh, uh next to the things that i would like to do like playing video games or reading books and cook uh, there are also things that i that, that that are in the back of my mind like i should do that i for instance i should maybe already prepare tomorrow um, maybe I should uh, start to work on the next edit because well, I've got two more TV episodes uh, and I have a little bit of a margin right now because Hugo is editing three TV shows. But very soon that margin will be gone unless I start. So I'm tempted to do that. Then I, I was also thinking, well, maybe I should record um, the uh, my reaction to the Wheel of Time series. Um, and then I'm thinking, I've got this perfectionism that is constantly blocking me to do stuff like that. Because there are so many other uh, YouTubers that are doing such detailed commentary. Because that's, the only, that's their job, you know. <laughs> they can focus on that. And they've been reading the books for years. And then I'm thinking, well, what can I add to that? And then I start thinking about the YouTube channel. And I've been talking in the chat with uh, the... YouTube audience, like, what should I do with this channel? It's been an ongoing quest for me to find the the right angle, and and then if you have a perfectionistic tendency like I have, then oftentimes you don't do anything at all. Or for, like I was thinking, 
I'm streaming these these podcasts, right? And I'm happy with the look of the studio, but it is still pretty static. I'm thinking, oh, I should have graphics. For instance, for every topic, I should have a graphic. And then I start working on it, and I discover that that takes hours and hours and hours to prepare. I'm thinking, in the time that I'm preparing the graphics for what is supposed to be just a conversational hour with with my listeners, I'm just turning this into a job Whereas in the same time, I could have made maybe half a TV episode. You know, that, that's a bit better, much better use of my time. Uh, but then I'm like, well, but, but people expect me to do these geeky things. And, uh, and so I put a lot of pressure on myself. Like, I have to do this. And I have to do, not only I have to do this, I have to do this really the, in the most perfect way possible. And then that starts to occupy my mind and thinking, oh, maybe I should do that. But I know that that can easily eat up not just a Sunday, but an entire week. So, ultimately, I ended up, I was like, you know what? Let me share this with you. <laughs> Let me just put on my shoes and go for a walk in the woods. Because I know that, that there is something about nature, about being outside, about moving, and also thinking, sharing my thoughts with you while walking, that as never been a negative experience this has always helped me and sometimes I, I have these insights while sharing it with you um, not always I mean sometimes it's just kind of catching up with you and telling you what's going on in my life but sometimes at the end of a conversation or at the end of a walk I'm like oh, I know what I should do and uh, and I'm glad I'm already glad that I chose to go for a walk even though you know that's maybe the most mundane thing to do uh, on a Sunday but it's always time well spent there's something I don't know calming about this and nature has its own pace you know there's not a tree in this forest that is wondering what should I do with this Sunday how can I make the most of this Sunday because tomorrow it's going to be Monday and there are going to be lots of dogs being against my bark and uh all these trees are just happily standing here and, you know, yeah, it's getting colder and soon it's going to be winter, but in months from now, it's like the ends. There is wisdom, I think, in the, the way Tolkien describes the ends because they speak so slowly because they know that it is no use to hurry. <laughs> Yeah, I get nervous myself when I start talking like that. But there is, I think, a very profound truth in that. Uh, it's important to know how to slow down and to not force yourself to do too much. I mean, there is value in a drive. And, well, I'm living proof of uh, uh, that, that having a drive, having positive energy and being curious and creative... That, that can go a long way. But it can also be a pitfall. It can also put a lot of stress on you. And, um, you know, something that I read a while ago has always stuck in the back of my mind. It's that unhappiness is not caused by circumstances, but it's caused by the fact that our expectations and our desires don't match the reality. So, in, in a certain sense, 
we are creating our own unhappiness. Now, this is not true for everything. Other people can also hurt us, etc. But, but a lot of the, the regular, this feeling of unfulfilledness, like, oh, I should have, could have, would have, that is often because we, we want so much without realizing that what we have is enough. What we do is enough. And so I'm constantly trying to manage my own creative mind by making sure, not, not saying don't do anything, but like toning down the ambition. And uh, it, that's always a difficult because I, I feel like I'm, I'm here for a reason, you know? I'm not here on this planet, on Earth, in this short life to just lay back and relax and do nothing. Um, but I think what helps me is to realize that since I cannot do all these things on one Sunday, the, the, the decisions that I make, what I do, should be based on what is of true value. What is the biggest value? It's not about, you know, it's not about quantity. The, the actual fulfillment, happiness comes from the quality of your choices and, and the, the, the value that the net value of what you do. And, and that helps me also to think about, uh, for instance, my YouTube channel. Last week, when I did the walk, I told you that I learned something very important by reading uh, The Compound Effect. And it was that uh, before you make a list of habits and things you would like to learn or improve... Before you do that, you have to always sit down and think, what, what are my values? In other words, what is of greatest value to me? And that's different for, for everyone. So sit down, write that down. And then on the basis of that, once you know what your values are, what is of value to you, then you decide, well, how can I maximize that value? How can I um, make that actionable and make it... Uh, and and, and live my life in such a way that it's not just valuable for me, but maybe also something that can be valuable to others and can help others find true value in their life. And I, I told you last week that how much skipping that exercise, because you, you kind of always think that you know what your values are, but that's not true. Very often we forget our core values and we get distracted and lost in things that are superficial and, uh, or, or values of other people. We do, we do a lot of stuff, because not because we want to, or because we think they are important, but because other people pressure us into thinking that that is important. And, well, that's, that's okay if it aligns with your values, but if it's something that is hindering your own value system, then maybe it's time to you know, start changing course. Ah, this is where the muddy tracks begin. You hear that? I'm just exaggerating it a little bit, but this is mud. I actually, I feel like a child. I like walking through the mud because I've got these nice walking shoes and they can handle it. I just have to be careful to take my shoes off when I'm back home. <laughs> that is actually one of the nice habits. This is a little sidetrack um, of the Japanese culture. When I watch these Japanese... Uh, YouTube videos about um, I don't know simplifying your life and stuff 
they always show how they turn take off their shoes their regular shoes their outdoor shoes at the door and then they put on their these uh hello <laughs> these uh sandals or moccasins is that how you call them i still don't have those i have a pair of uh slippers that i bought at uh uh ikea two years ago before covid and they're completely completely broke they're completely worn worn down so i need to get me another pair but anyway but there's something about the changing your shoes and uh it also does something mentally i think that's for another podcast but uh so if you if you think about your values it will be easier to choose what you want to focus on you could create a gazillion habits, but a day is relatively short, so you can't do everything. Um, but it, what matters is that, you, that the habits that you develop are serving a, a greater purpose. You know, it's no use uh, training for a marathon if you're never going to run that marathon. Well, maybe there is some, <laughs> some benefit in that you become healthy, but, but still, you get what I mean. Uh, I, can, I can learn, I can choose to learn Latin, or Spanish. What is more useful? Well, probably for my kind of work, right now Spanish would be more useful. So I could go to Spain and have an easier time filming and getting permission to film. J- that's just an example. Or maybe just skip the languages altogether because I'm I'm speaking quite a few of them uh, and focus more on learning uh, about documentary making and interview techniques and lighting and cameras. Uh, so that was that really helped me um and and just in case you haven't listened to last week's episode or you've forgotten um after doing that little exercise of values and what is going to be my mission statement what what is summarizing my activities i came up with the idea of uh, i want to live a holy and creative life so i can help others to do the same and i chose deliberately holy because that is all encompassing it's not just whole in the sense of um, having a balanced life, uh, trying to have balance in your health-wise, spiritually also, and, and, and holy in the sense that it is dedicated to, to God who put me on this earth. And, um, and, and I want to... I, he is my top priority. And, but then, of course, God doesn't want me for himself. He turns me towards others. So that's where the helping part comes from. And then the creativity is at the center, is at the core of everything, with that, because that is what is helping me to, to help others. I, I think I have uh, some talents that God gave me that, I, that uh, enable me to translate the things that I discover into <clears throat> language that, that other people can understand and can relate to whether it is by preaching in church like this morning or uh, making a TV show for a broadcasting company or, or, make, or recording a podcast or making a YouTube video. So, um, and once you have that, you know, I want to live a holy and creative life to help others to do the same. Because I think ultimately we're all, even though you may, may not consider yourself to be super creative, but we are all called to be creative because... The creator is in us. He lives in us. The Holy Spirit is the creator. And so when we create, it's actually co-creating. And it is the Holy Spirit who helps us create art and beauty and all that. Uh, It's going uphill here. 
I turned to the right because I'm trying to make a circle and head back home. Um, <laughs> but I'm not sure if, that's if that plan is going to work because I, in the meantime, the road may have slightly diverged. It's not a straight line in, here, in these woods. So sometimes I, I underestimate how much the road is leading me in a different direction from what I thought. But it is quiet here and it's beautiful. I'm almost sorry that all that fall is relatively short. Like last week, most of the trees were still it had all their leaves and, and everything was was golden. And now uh, only half of the leaves or sometimes two thirds have already fallen on the forest floor. So next week or two weeks from now, it'll be a winter, w winter woods. Ah, everything that's beautiful <laughs> is also temporary. But I can still, I can still look at this beautiful tree that is almost like fireworks sprouting from the earth and, and the branches are going in all directions. This is a, a tree, almost no leaves on it anymore, but it's proud to be there. <laughs> it's a joyful, a joyful tree. It's like, look at me. <laughs> look at how cool I am. It's not just one big trunk. It's like many different branches. Wonderful. Uh, that exercise I realized this morning, that's what I have to do for my YouTube channel as well. The reason that I can't decide on what to do And I sometimes lose so much time in doing things that ultimately don't really work. And to give you an example, I thought, well, hey, I record this podcast. That's not very exciting to look at, but it's still on YouTube. Maybe if I just separate the items that I talk about in the show and I condense them and I illustrate them, I create little smaller videos and that may be much better for my audience and maybe people that don't want to watch someone record a podcast will still click on that video and actually I already knew that that was not going to work but for some reason I did it again I made a video and and it took me three hours to put together and it's if when you see the end results like what that took you three hours <laughs> you know it's not like three times the amount that you would normally spend it on an entire podcast so and the end result isn't even that appealing visually and it and so i was the last the day after i was a bit disappointed that only 150 people had clicked on the video but i'm thinking well you know this is this isn't a valuable lesson although i've experienced this in the past where i if i go overboard in creating all these like geeky videos other than reaction videos that is something that people click on and it's non-consequential in the sense that it doesn't take much time and it's always fun to watch. Uh, but as soon as I try to do these in-depth things, like a running commentary on a series, I'm actually, what I'm doing is I'm creating derivative content. It is based on someone else's work. In, For instance, Wheel of Time, um, If I would try to, to make the best commentary on Wheel of Time, preparation-wise, it would take me days. Because I don't have uh, much active knowledge of the Wheel of Time series other than having read the first four books. That's not much. And then 
it took me four years to read them. Uh, I, it's just not my area of expertise. I love the series, but I'm not enough of an expert that I can add value. There's the key insight that I can add value to the life of people that also are fans of the series. There are other people that do a much better job and have already done that because that's their thing, you know. They, they're they sitting there with a, a notebook, taking notes, and then a minute later they've already record their com- recorded their commentary. So instead of trying so hard to do what other people do better, for me the, the main question I have to ask myself on YouTube is what can I do that adds unique value that only I can provide that sounds a bit uh, uh, what you call it self <laughs> uh, like I'm full of myself but that's not what I mean it's like it, I, wa- I want to add value that is unique in a certain way that doesn't duplicate what other people do um, or gives it its unique spin. You know, me doing a, a, an off-the-cuff commentary can still be, uh, can still add value because some people like to hear my opinion on stuff. That's why I do these movie reviews. I'm not a professional movie reviewer. I don't know much about about movies, but some people just enjoy hearing my take and especially my enthusiasm. It's not. It's much more than just uh, intellectual analysis, but it's also. Apparently, people enjoy seeing someone who is positive about about life and about art. Uh, so that's 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 a value that I can provide. I often hear that from people in church who watch my program or listen to my homilies. They say, "You always make me feel so much happier," and you have a positive energy that radiates, and that is. Uh, that is that is so energizing, and I'm thinking, well, that that's my value, that's my thing. But it should, I think, it should already be there. And what I'm doing now is I'm putting a lot of energy into trying to do something that is not my thing. In, in, in the, and it's because, again, it's because of this will willingness to do everything i would like to be a food blogger vlogger and i would like to uh do documentaries and record reaction videos talk about star wars all the time and make these beautifully produced uh youtube videos like uh some of the other youtubers like pete mckinnon or uh matt diavella or you name it there's so many super high quality youtubers out there and um, but what that does is, if you haven't asked yourself, well, what is my core value that I'm adding to the lives of my followers? It won't work. And 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 only the the current subscribers, like the super fans, they may watch it, but it won't reach a new audience because you're you're not adding anything of true value that they can't get anywhere else. Hello. Hey. Okay? Two horses. Passing me by and a runner, hello. Trail runner, wow, that's a couple, and he was running and she was on a mountain bike cruising through the woods. That's another thing that I could have done today running instead of walking. But then if I run, I can't record a podcast. And I don't have time to, well, I do have time when I run to also think about stuff. But formulating it and voicing it 
is often, it's a different mental process. It makes it clearer for me. So anyway, I, I then thought, how do I translate this? Because if there's one thing that I want is to build community around that channel. Um, <clears throat> but like the, right now, the YouTube channel is all over the place. So what is going to be my main thing? And I'm thinking, you know what? I've said it before, I'll say it again. It's documentary-style stuff. That's what I do best. I'm a very good filmer, and I'm a good interviewer. And why don't I let other people shine and, let, and bring their expertise to my videos? <laughs> and I can still be in it, but uh, it's more like I'm, I'm helping my viewers to find answers and to learn. But I'm not the teacher, in the sense that I'm, I'm the enabler. I'm, I'm the, the, the guy who, uh, who creates the platform, uh, something like that, a community pastor in a certain way. But it's not about me. Just like in a parish, it's not about me. Uh, I'm, I'm bringing people together, but they, uh, it's between them and, and, and the Lord. Uh, so when it comes to these... Uh, televised uh, podcasts, for instance, I'm thinking that, is, that doesn't add value to the channel. Uh, for the majority, and I'm talking about 99% of my followers on YouTube, will never watch that. So it's done for the 1% of patrons, of, you know, the community members, uh, podcast listeners... Uh, and, and especially just live people who like to... It's, for them, it's not about content. It's about being there live with me and having a chat. Uh, that, is, that is... For that group, it works. For the other group, it doesn't add value. So, simple solution. I'm going to do this for my patrons. And I can, you can easily do that on YouTube without messing up the algorithm by creating a private stream. So what I will do is I will send... Uh, maybe I'll, I'll try to find a fixed moment of the week uh, for, for those sessions. That has been my ideal for half a year and I've been unable to, to realize it because of the renovation. But now that things are calming down, maybe it's time to just have an appointment again with my, uh, with my patrons... And then I'll just post a link on the Discord server, or maybe even better, because not the entire community of patrons is on Discord. I'll just send a short message, an email or something like that, like, hey, meet me uh, this upcoming Tuesday or whatever day I pick, um, and hang out with me while I'll record my podcast. And that's it. And then for the rest, where am I? I just came out of the woods... There's another path going in that direction, but I think if I follow that path on the other side of the road, it's going to be leading me to Wageningen. Uh, and I think if I follow this particular, this is a biking lane, um, I may actually end up in the valley where Benicom, where, where I have my home. So let's do that. It's, it's, I haven't been running here for a while, so... Because this is all forest, sometimes I get confused, and I think I am in a certain space, but the place, but it's it's it's, it's actually a, a similar type of road. 
We'll see. And then for the other content, um, I'm, I'm going to focus on two things. Um, and this is similar to the strategy that I've been applying for years in social media. And that is you have low threshold content that brings in people and helps them to get to know me. And then I have the high quality, you know, deeper level stuff. And when it comes to uh, the low threshold stuff, I'm going to stick with very simple reaction videos. I'm not going to do big research. You know that as soon as I start reacting, I do have something to say. But I'm not going to sit down and and, and prepare an entire PowerPoint like some people are doing. I'm just going to do talking head and uh, maybe some footage uh, in, a, in a window next to the screen. So I can use the small studio that I built um, in the office. Uh, there's a tiny office room and it has a plain light gray background and I can use the Philips Hue lamps to uh, uh, bring in a few uh, splashes of color and that's it. And it's just connecting, sharing my enthusiasm and... Uh, and that's it. And I, I want to... It's one topic. It's one thing. One review. Um, another version of that type of content could be a film review. For instance, I hope to see Ghostbusters Afterlife uh, one of these days. I will, of course, take my camera or my phone to the movie theater and record my initial reaction. But that's it. I'm not going to do like a frame-by-frame analysis... Because that is too much work. It's super niche. I'm not good at it. I don't have time for it. And if I do that, I won't have time to do the the bigger stuff, that the long-lasting stuff. One of the downsides of uh, reaction videos is that it is only uh, valuable for a very short time. It has to be topical. When everybody's looking for reactions, that's where hopefully they will find the video. But then a week later, everyone has already seen it. And there is just no added value anymore. So that, that's, that's the first type of content that I think I'm good at. It's easy to make. It's fun to do. And it, it, is, it has proven to work. Hello. The second thing is travel. It's documentary stuff. It's me going into the world and taking you along for the ride and I want those productions to be television quality so I am willing to spend a day for instance per week producing a high quality vlog and of course it it won't be a a half an hour documentary uh, because that's that would be too much I mean that would cost me an entire week uh, probably day and night. So that's not feasible. But I can still bring you along. Say, for instance, I'm going back to Scotland. You know, I have an idea of a, about a series that I would like to make next year. Or for next year. I could also start preparing that now. Um, where I travel to various countries in Europe. And I do my, my TV work. But this time, it's all going to be in English. It's all going to be for you as part of an international audience during those 
days of travel and weeks of travel, I can totally see myself um, producing a vlog, uh, but then doing it properly <laughs> and, and telling a good story and make it cinematic. Uh, and and that's, that's almost second nature. I've been doing that for 15 years. So that is hard work, but it is what I do best. And I also know that that is a rare thing. Maybe internationally, of course, there are many YouTubers who do a, a good job producing documentary content, but it's still only a, a small percentage of the total amount of YouTubers, most of which are do, just doing what I've been trying to do. You know, here's my, here are the five things you missed in the last episode of Loki. Yeah, how on earth am I going to add value to such a saturated market? I noticed this the other day when I was trying to uh, use part of the podcast um, to create a video about uh, this idea that uh, Chris Columbus, the director of the first two Harry Potter movies, um, put forward in an interview when he said that, you know, I would like to do a three-hour cut of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. And then he also would like to make a movie version of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, which is a Broadway production or, you know, a theater production. And I, I love that. I'm Yes... <laughs> the more the more Harry Potter the better I love that that universe that J.K. Rowling created um, but I I just I, I have this this um, service uh, which is called Morning Fame I'll put a link in the show notes in case you want to uh, try it out so Morning Fame is I think it's a German uh creator who makes this and he really helps you find uh, the where there is still room there are so many videos out there and the algorithm um, you, you can you can um, do a number of things that will help you to to be found by the algorithm so and that has been very beneficial for a number of my videos so I've, I've for instance I did one episode commentary on the Mandalorian Star Wars series on Disney Plus, in which I talked about the Bible and Star Wars. Now, that was a commentary on some biblical themes in that particular episode. But I, with Morning Fame, I did some research on what the search terms and the tags and the, the, the titles should be and how the thumbnails should look. And I'm still getting hits on that uh, every week. So the total amount of views of that particular video has been so much better than any of the other Mandalorian uh, episodes. So it, that works. But when I did my research on the Harry Potter video, so what tags should I use, what title, I noticed that every time the system would come back telling me, eh, that's not going to work. <laughs> eh, nobody's looking for that. Nobody is interested in that uh, information. Or when I would type in stuff like, uh, Harry Potter new movies 20, 20th uh, anniversary it would come back with like oh there's a way too big there's way too much content about that you're not going to be ranking for that because YouTube is also looking at the total traction of your channel and when there is when there are some big companies big organizations are already uh, producing content about that particular topic it's 
impossible to get noticed because you'd have to browse through maybe a hundred pages before my video would show up. So the best way to do this is uh, the the best way to reach an audience is to make something to do to be unique, to add and to add value, obviously, and to add lasting value, something that goes beyond the the current hypes and and that i think is where television and social media can meet each other in my work because the stories that i tell are happening in this world and i'm meeting people in the here and now <laughs> that are hopefully relatable but at the same time i'm also talking about this centuries old tradition about 2000 years of church history and even longer you know biblical history in total and i connect that to the to our day-to-day lives that is what i do and I have the feeling that that will always remain uh, valid and, and, and of value. And, and maybe it will not generate those big, you know, peaks in, in, in viewership. But that's, that's what I can do with the, the reaction videos. That's where you get the big numbers. But then for the documentary, that's going to be a slow growth thing. Oh my gosh, it's starting to rain a lot. It's pouring. Uh, I gotta run and find myself a tree to shelter, to seek shelter. Oh my gosh. Where is this coming from? Okay, here's a tree. Like a, a pine tree. So it doesn't shield me as, as well as a regular tree, but anything is better. Where is this rain coming from? The skies are blue. Must be this one cloud above me. <laughs> oh boy. And because it was warmer than I thought, I'm not even wearing a, a, a winter coat. It's just this flimsy Star Wars Scrat Squadrons uh, uh, promotional uh, jacket that they sent me. Uh, oh well. Okay. Stop, I want to move on. Uh, no, it's just still raining quite a bit. Hopefully the blue sky will move in my direction. Well, the blue sky is there. The clouds are moving away from me, hopefully. Um, so, uh, it, it, I mean, it's, it, it means that I have to stop doing a lot of stuff on you, that I used to do on YouTube. But it's not that that made me happy anyway. Because it's... Again, I was watching Wheel of Time and I... Again, it's, it's amazing. But I was, I couldn't fully enjoy it because I was constantly thinking of how am I going to turn this into a YouTube video? And then maybe I should, uh, am I going to do one video per episode? Uh, I should take, go and rewatch it again. Um, I should take notes. When am I going to do that? When I've taken notes, I, it will be too late to record a video today. Tomorrow's not going to be relevant. You see, that's how my mind works. And, and that creates unhappiness because I want more than I have resources for. And so the solution is not to do more because that's activism and that's only going to stress you out and make you unhappy. The answer is try to want less <laughs> and try to only do what no one else can do. And that's difficult because I love 
I love movies. I love to talk about all these things. But life is too short and too many other people are already doing it better than I do. So you get, I hope you can understand how often this is blocking me. And then I get analysis paralysis. I'm thinking, I'm overthinking what I do on YouTube. Um, and, and ultimately I run out of time because I've been thinking for hours and then the day is over and Monday starts and I have no time to produce anything. And that is, I think, what, the difference with, uh, for instance, uh, a podcast like this one or uh, a television episode is because there is a limited window of time um, and there is a deadline despite the fact that I hate deadlines, but it forces me to not overthink. And very often with this latest uh, season on TV and the last season, a lot of these episodes, we, I, we were just heading together. I was uh, with uh, Hugo for all these episodes. We were just going without a clue on what to ask or who we were going to meet or what the story was going to be about. But we just knew based... I'm just going to walk again. Ugh, still raining. Based on all our experience of the past 15 years, we always know that it will result in something good and something that people enjoy. And now, months later, oh man, I need to find myself another tree because it, the rain has not stopped at all. Uh, the, uh, the People like the approach and maybe it also has a benefit not being too prepared because it makes everything look very spontaneous and it's not rehearsed it is spontaneous because I don't have a clue what I'm doing and there's something I don't know even a bit conversational what people like about the podcast is just uh, well, like this one I don't have a, a list I don't I don't plan ahead what I was going to say um, it, it has something uh, conversational to it improvised and that is sometimes easier to, to consume, to listen to, or to, to view than something that is super prepared. Because then it turns into a course. Oh, man. <laughs> the rain is increasing. Every time I start walking, it gets worse. Oh, wait. I see a, a little shed with an overhanging roof. And that's where I'm going to take shelter. But I have to cross the road here. Uh, lots of cars. All right. Ew. And then cars coming from the other side. Uh. Oh, lots of cars. Now they're coming from both sides, behind me and in front of me. Okay, move, 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 move. And now I can cross the road and... Um, Wow, the rain has almost stopped. Shoot, the rain has stopped. Thank you for nothing. <laughs> oh, well. So, uh, the, the, I think the, the, the challenge is going to be to find... Uh, uh, to, to plan this in such a way that there will always be new content every week. Because that is uh, something that is definitely important for uh, for YouTube is you got to keep feeding the algorithm. 
Um, but I'm not always traveling. In fact, I don't want to think about traveling right now because I'm, I'm just happy with every day that I can spend in my home and not having renovation stuff going on or work for other people. So I'm still trying to vacation in my own home. <laughs> but uh, next Sunday, um, I'm going to have a, a mass in the parish and then for three subsequent weeks, the three weeks of Advent that follow, I don't have parish obligations or parish duties. And that, I think, is, uh, is maybe a, a gift <laughs> in the sense that by then I hope that I could start filming again. And maybe I'll just travel. I don't know if the COVID situation will allow me to, to travel, but this is those three weeks, and especially having the ability to also use the weekends for that, that is rare. So maybe I'll just take advantage of that and uh, go film some stuff for my new series. All right. So that, anyway, that is what... Uh, What's going through my mind on this Sunday? Now, what time is it? Yeah, I need to start wrapping up because we've been talking for about an hour. It's funny how I always have this uh, almost inner clock that I know that oh, it's been an hour. We need to wrap things up. Uh, and I'm, oh, it's almost always exactly one hour. Um, I think the rest of the day I'm just going to... I'm definitely going to read. I'm going to watch the two other episodes of Wheel of Time... Uh, that are already uh, posted on uh, on Prime Video. But I hereby relieve myself of duty when it comes to creating YouTube videos about this series. I may or may not record some reaction videos, but if I do that, I'll do it impromptu and it will be just in front of the camera and that'll be it. Um, I'm not going to edit down my podcast footage to YouTube videos either. That is... Uh, it's a waste of time, let's be honest. And instead, I'm going to uh, give myself a bit of a, an evening off so that I, my brain can start focusing on what is truly of value, what is truly important, and what is my real ambition. And that is to be a documentary maker who makes beautiful stuff, even though it's no longer going to be on Dutch TV, but it's going to be there for an international audience online, and I'm sure that people will find value in it. Because if it works for the Dutch, it probably also works for the rest of the world. We're not that different from you. So, yeah. Anyway, I uh, hope this, uh, this helped you, and if not, I hope it was still entertaining to to uh, accompany me on this walk. Thank you for listening. And thank you if you are a patron and support my work financially also. Uh, I will let you know uh, when the next live streams will be um, so we can gather as a community. Oh, one last thing. This was an idea that came from Discord. They said... Uh, wouldn't it be an idea now that you have a, kind of your hobbit corner to do fireside chats? And it wouldn't be a, a podcast or anything, but just 
chat with us about a specific topic. And I like that I... Ugh, it's noisy here. I like that idea. I like just sitting in my Hobbit corner and invite you to sit with me, have a, a cup of tea or a glass of whiskey. <laughs> and then... Uh, and then we'll just chat and see how that goes. Again, that is probably not going to be of any value to the larger YouTube audience, but I know that it could be of value to the community on Discord and a community of patrons because that's the value is the community and it's having time together as a community. So maybe that's something I will do this evening. Stay tuned and... Uh, I'll let you know. Thanks for listening. Take care and God bless.